really thankful for that picture of the gospel and um yeah thank thank you Henry for sharing that with us all. Uh my name is John and one of the pastors and um just uh, in a shorter time myself kind of want to give my own uh reflection or testimony from this past year just some things God's been doing in my life and um and, and so I'm going to I'm going to go to Acts chapter 4 13 to 20 and read that. So if you want to turn there, it's on page 912 uh in in the Bible in the pew in front of you. Uh, I don't have the verses on the screen or anything like that this morning, but uh but if you'd uh, if you'd like to turn there, I'll be getting to that passage, but um this year and really even just these past 6 months um I I become really thankful for God's patience uh, in in my life. Uh, God God's been patient with me in a lot of ways. Um, many of you know my my dad is a pastor, and I, I grew up in uh, church, and I was always in the church building, and uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I've been around uh, religion for for really my whole life. I grew up in church. Uh, felt like God was calling me to be in some kind of church ministry myself, and so I went to a Bible college, um, and then uh, I've been a pastor here now for uh, for about five years, and I'm grateful that in that whole process, God has never said, you're, you're done or you're finished or I'm going to leave you where you are, uh, but God has just been uh, very patient with me, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. And so um, in, in these past six months, I've really been challenged with the thought of, uh, we, we as a church, we often say that we exist to make more and better followers of Jesus. And, and so we, we really want to do that with, uh, with every ministry of our church. We, we tie it back to that purpose statement in some way. Does it help us make better followers of Jesus? Does it help us to live out the, uh, the kingdom of God, to live on mission for him? Or does it help us to reach people who don't know Jesus yet? Um, and, and everything we do, we try to tie back to that statement of uh, how can we make more and better followers of Jesus? Um, and, uh, and as Pastor Tim and I have been thinking about this for our church and our church leaders and our elders, uh, we've been thinking about how, how can we as a church family continue to do this? Um, one of the problems sometimes that happens in a church environment is that we can look at the pastors. You could look at me and say, you know, that's, well, that, that's your job, Pastor John. Like, you're supposed to go out and do that. Um, and certainly that's true. But uh, Ephesians 4 talks about my role and our pastor's role and leaders to equip the church for the work of the ministry. And the church isn't the building that we're sitting in right now, but it's, it's all of you. It's the people. Um, and so I've just had a desire to, to help uh, all of us together make more and better followers of Jesus, and uh, and the reality is that that's needed to start my own uh, in my own personal life. And so I've just been grateful for God's uh, patience to open my eyes to some own, uh, some patterns in my own life that needed to change to make that uh, a reality. And so I just want to go to Acts chapter four, uh, read this event that took place, um, and, and just continue to share with you something that God's been uh, uh, been been nagging at me and, and working on. Uh, working on me in my own life. This is Acts chapter 4. Uh, I'm going to read verses 13 through uh, verses 13 through 20. Uh, so it says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition But when they commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? 
For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. And they're talking about the name of Jesus. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Um, This event that I just read, that comes uh, right after Jesus has left the scene. His followers are trying to figure out what on earth they're supposed to do now that Jesus is gone. And Jesus tried to prepare them for that. And they begin to preach in the city of Jerusalem. And there's a collection of believers there. And they see thousands of people come to Christ. Just an amazing environment. And in the midst of all of that, um, there is a man who was lame who was healed. And, And in this process... Uh, these followers of Jesus are talking about Jesus who has been risen from the dead and he's resurrected. And there were a group of people, the Sadducees, who were the religious leaders and had a lot of influence in the city of Jerusalem where they were. The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe that it was possible for anybody to come back from the dead. And so they are trying to imprison Peter and John for what they're doing. And they're upset about losing influence in the city. Um, And And the ironic part in all of that is that Peter and John, as they're on trial and as these things are going on, they're taking advantage of the opportunity to talk about Jesus more, even with them, and to share the gospel with them, and to uh, explain to them, even in some some awesome detail, and and just sharing all that Christ has done, and, um, and, and it was an amazing scene. And, and, and so I just want to pick out a couple of things in this passage that have stood out uh, to me. Um, that I'm really grateful for and I, I think could have a profound impact for you as well. And, and I, I pray that it would in this coming year. Uh, and really, uh, verse 13 uh, contains uh, just some amazing truth about Peter and John and why it was they could have such an impact. Uh, it says, Peter and John, uh, the others perceived them that they were uneducated. They, they looked at these guys and they said, well, they don't have, they don't have this religious background. They didn't, they didn't go to the Bible college route. Um, they, they're really nobody that is worth mentioning, like, like some, just a ragtag group of people that were following Jesus around. But that was what made them noteworthy. That's what made them notable, that they were, uh, that they were with Jesus. And th- there is a need for, in our world today certainly, for us to put a lot of thought into what we believe and why we believe. And we live in a world that is constantly uh, fighting against uh, a biblical perspective of the world. And so there's, there's a lot of good uh, work and effort to be put into thinking through why we believe what we believe. And actually in a couple of weeks, um, we're going to have somebody share um, about his ministry in this very uh, sense, in the academic world, trying to help uh, people see the need for a biblical perspective on, uh, on life. And it's going to be very helpful to us, I'm sure. And so there is, there is a need for deep thought and heavy thought. And many times when we consider the idea of going out and sharing the gospel with somebody, and I, I know this for my own life, growing up in church uh, my whole life, that I, I felt this pressure all the time that, man, I don't, 
I don't, I don't know all the answers. Like, there, there's always more school I could do. There's always more books we could read. There, there's, there's no end to the, the number of books. But what, what is it that Peter and John did? Uh, what is it that we could do? And, and really, their game plan was really simple. And it came out of the last verse that I read. It said, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen, uh, what we have seen and heard. Uh, and so just like this morning, just in this room, we've gotten to hear so many pictures of what God has done in your lives uh, and, and how God has been changing you and just the amazing work that, that God is doing in our church family. And so as you think about your own spiritual life, certainly what God is calling you to do, what God I know is calling me to do, is to share with other people very simply what God has done in my own life. Uh, and, and I'm forever grateful uh, for the fact that God opened my eyes to my sin. Even though I grew up in church and I've been doing all the religious stuff, God opened up my eyes to my, to my own sin and I saw my need for Jesus. And even though it took a while because I was stubborn, um, God, God got my attention and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And, and God opened my eyes to all my sin. And, and growing up in church, I felt like I had to be perfect. Growing up as a pastor's kid in church, I felt like I had to follow all the rules and people were watching me and uh, in, in the town I grew up in, everybody knew I was the pastor's kid. And so, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stereotypes about pastor's kids, I guess. But uh, I, I felt this immense pressure all the time to, to be perfect. But on the inside, um, I, was, I was lonely, I was angry, and, and God opened my eyes to my need to ask for forgiveness. That, that all the good stuff I was doing was never going to get me anywhere. And, and the thought that God would know all my sin that he would see all of it and he would forgive me uh, forever changed my life. And so I, I have a, a, a story to tell you if you've experienced the forgiveness of Jesus, um, maybe something like Henry shared as well. If you've experienced that, you have a story to tell. And certainly God would want us to, uh, to speak up and share that with others. And so really just the thing that God has been working on me is the need to, to speak up to anybody I would come into contact with uh, to, to just share what God has done in my own life. And uh, if you know me well, I, I am very much an introvert kind of personality. Um, as many of you have, have mentioned over the past five years of me being here that my, my preaching um, uh, has gotten better in a sense. And, and, and I know you mean it as a compliment, but when I first came, I was, I was terrified, uh, certainly. It's okay to laugh at that. I, I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, it, it, is, it is not innate in me to, to be that kind of outgoing personality, but um, just this simple thought that if I have a story to tell, certainly there are people that need to share it. So uh, again, I, I'm just grateful for God's patience in my life, that he's opened my eyes to the need for that. Um, and I, it's just, uh, it's been an awesome journey just to see how he has, um, how God just continues to provide opportunities to share my story. And so I just want to, just, just two really quick uh, pictures of just things I would have never thought of before, but um, God has been putting on my mind. Uh, I went out to eat at a fast food restaurant. Uh, several months ago, and I uh, asked the lady who was taking my order at this restaurant, um, I just said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray before I eat. Is there anything I could pray for you about? And, and in that split second, I, I kind of caught her off guard, I know, but then she caught me off guard, and she said, well, yeah, could you pray that my, my kids would forgive me? It's a, a, a middle-aged woman. Um, and, and after I ate, I had an opportunity to come back and talk with her uh, more and I got to share the story of how God's changed my life and and she hasn't come to Christ yet but just something that would have never been on my radar usually when I do fast food I do fast food because I, I need it fast and I've got somewhere to be and I've got somewhere to go uh, but uh, 
thankful that that God uh, has opened my eyes to that. And then uh, a couple a couple months ago as well, I was getting gas at Wawa, and uh, it was it was a time where there weren't a lot of people around, and the gas attendant was there, and it was cold, and so I just got out of my car and was talking to Michael, uh, and 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 he turned out to be an EMT. Uh, seen a lot of things, struggling, and and I was able to share my story uh, with him. And, and and I don't I don't share those things to tell you that I've got it all together. Um, this is a process that uh, I'm in the midst of. But I'm so grateful um, that God has been patient with me to open my eyes to my need to to speak up, to talk about what He's doing in my life. And so I would just uh, encourage you to do the same. We we've got a great God that we serve. If you know the forgiveness that Christ has brought in your life, then you have an amazing story to tell. Uh, and, and you don't need to know the answer to every single question uh, that somebody could ask you. It's okay to say, I'm not sure I could get back to you on that. But man, to just tell them uh, the good news of Jesus is something everybody needs to hear. There, there are people hurting uh, everywhere. There are people uh, at the fast food uh, restaurants that you go to. There's people at the gas station. There, there's, there's your neighbors, your friends, relatives. Uh, you know this, but everybody's got pain. Everybody needs hope, and they all need Christ. Uh, and that's why we're here to to spread the message and the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so let me let me pray for us as we as we end this time. God, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your uh, for your love, God, that you would send your Son to pay for my sin, even though I didn't deserve it. God, that you would be uh, the perfect heavenly Father who who would care for us. God would would strengthen us when when we when we fall short. God would would carry us along, and so. Father, we pray that even today, you would continue to strengthen those of us who know you and follow you. Uh, God, I'm praying if there's somebody here who has never experienced forgiveness for their sin, they've never really bowed down and given everything in their life uh, to you. God, would you, would you, uh, God, would you put it on their mind and their heart to not leave this room today until they talk to somebody uh, to, to hear the message of the hope of Christ and how Jesus can forgive them. Uh, all of their sin. God, we are so grateful for you. We have a story to tell. God, would you give us the boldness and would you just give us the, uh, even the awareness to take advantage of these opportunities to speak on your behalf. Uh, God, we're so grateful for you and we want to pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.